we have now nine days, ten days before the first show in the drum corps season. Ten days? Is that what Travis said earlier? Uh no, Trevor ten Cad- days before cadets. Cadets but have we their have, first show. We have sooner before the first show is the twenty eighth, right? So seven days. Yes, very close. I'll have to look at. I don't know where the show is. I'll look at where. So I, if, I know it's on flow marching. That's all. Yeah. I know. If you can't tell, we are shooting from the hip tonight. This was a very impromptu decision to do like a preseason, just kind of talk about some of the stuff that we can talk about that we've been sent and seen and talk to different people with different cores and all that stuff. But so we're going to get right into that. Um, before we do welcome everyone to the aged out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini. And with me as always is Evan Worrell. Make sure you check out all the reaction videos and other clips and video podcasts. If you're on podcast services or head over to podcast services, if you prefer that, if you're on YouTube to listen, wherever, whenever you want, uh, this is episode 90, actually, uh, Facebook, Instagram, we will break a hundred this year, which is pretty cool to think about, but, uh, aged out podcast on Facebook and Instagram, patreon.com, go to YouTube, hit the join button. If you want to support us for 99 cents a month. And if you want to do more than that, there's patreon.com, but we appreciate the viewership over anything else. So drum Corps, seven days, first show, you and I have seen and heard and talked to people about a little bit, not a ton. Today is definitely a shooting from the hip as you have your Blanton's out. For those that don't know, Blanton's is a pretty nice bourbon. Uh, I've got some rabbit hole um, for tonight. We were like, you know what? Let's pour some bourbon. Let's talk about drum corps. The season's about to start. And yeah, let's just get into this yeah, thing. Th- and- this is definitely going to be... A lot of just shooting from the hip, as you said. I mean, we have the pleasure of some acquaintances and some folks on this podcast that give us some information and send us some videos here and there. Uh, but a lot of it's going to be just our anticipation for the summer, our excitement for the summer, what we're geared up for. Um, I know Mike and I are planning to attend a show on July 5th that's rather early in the summer, and we'll talk about that here in a second, too. Um, just to get get our get our eyes on some groups, but yeah, um, I'm excited. It seems like it's forever away. I know we've teased that the first show is June 28th, which um, I use the Time Hop app, which is kind of funny, but it goes back in time and references correlations from years past. And in 2010 at crown we had our first show on july or june 18th sorry not july we had our first show on june 18th so june 28th feels a bit late but that's just kind of the way we are right now and the nature of the activity and what we have to do in order to you know be sustainable so i totally get it and speaking of the late start compared to past seasons like this new normal we'll see if this becomes the new normal for the drum corps season but i was texting you the other day all these cores are leaving spring training like two days ago, three days ago. I'm like, what are they doing for the next two weeks? Like, yeah, I, I don't know really why know. they're leaving early unless the places are just kicking them out. Like you can only because most play, most cores moved in the same time they almost always do in mid-May. Yeah, like, maybe they had maybe they had contracts that were like, you can only be here for this duration of time. And then we have another group or another activity that's coming into Villa's space. So they're like, all right, we'll get out of here. We'll move down the road. We'll get closer to our home site or our first show site. Um, like, I think, for instance, maybe Crown's first show is the Muncie show, I want to say, on June 30th. I could be speaking out of turn there, but I feel like it's June 30th. So maybe 
when Crown leaves spring training, they're going to move towards Muncie, Indiana, where they do that music for all camp with Yamaha and all that. So, yep. Yeah, but I don't. I was just like, what the hell are they all going to do for the next 12 days? Just like stay at spring training. I guess yeah. maybe you're just going crazy because it's been five weeks already or something. I'm looking up. I'm looking up Crown's uh, first show. Dude, I would I would be going stir crazy. I think cadets have theirs on the 24th, which by our watch today is in three days. We're at June 21st. No, cadets uh, first shows in 10 days. Travis well, said. they're they're like premiere show. Oh, or they're fa- the they're family show. show I will gotcha, say. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Crown has done their preview show. Um, yeah, I think Blue Coats, Boston. I think one of them uh, has done. Blue Coats and Boston, I think, have done like a their music in the parks type thing, and then Blue Devils did a, a show in Wyoming where they do their move-ins now, which is super smart, I would say. Uh, they probably save a crap ton of money by doing their move-ins in Wyoming versus California. So good for them. Um, but yeah, then they guess I get they probably go back out west for their first few shows. So, but. Moving along with that, while you're looking up Crown's first show. It is Muncie, Indiana on the 30th, but they're there at that high school for three days prior doing a music for all clinic for the three days leading up to the show or two days or whatever it is. Yeah, so they actually get to house, and I don't know how they do it now, but when when I was there, we housed at a high school, but we actually rehearsed at um, Ball State University, so it's it's a great rehearsal facility, and you get to go in and do the show, and the music for all stuff is there, and it's it's a killer atmosphere because the kids are there for the camp and they're learning and there's also a lot of music educators there that are learning which is awesome my wife has attended that a couple times and says it's phenomenal um the midwest of the summer i think they call it i don't um, know but yeah <laughs> so all right so 30th, do you want to just go through like semifinalists up and if we'll start with 15th place and if we know anything or have any comments about any of the groups from what we've seen yeah. or talked to what we can say um about yeah, a lot of this will probably be way up interjection if that's the right word to use for this um but i'll just start with like 15th uh place or i i'll start 17th so music city drama bugle core um that was a group that finished pretty high last year they had a lot of success but also had a lot of staff changeover i think a lot of their staff went from uh music city over to Fan Regiment Phantom, with yeah. um, oh man, I'm completely Matt blanking Penland. on his name. Matt, yeah, Matt Pillman and the crew went over to Phantom Regiment. So we'll talk about that when we get as an up aside to, to that, and we'll talk more when we get to Phantom. I'm very interested to see what Phantom does with the percussion mm-hmm. this year with that new crew. I'm extremely interested in what they're going to do. And I remember seeing what Phantom announced as their show material too, which I'll look up. In yeah, isn't time, it? But, um, oh, was it? Dean I think there was some Muse stuff. Yeah, with Muse. a little bit of Rachmaninoff, yeah. which is like classic. Phantom I think Russian composer. I think Phantom is going to be liked by the masses. Yeah, from seeing the musical selections and uh, knowing what I know about, we don't have any insider baseball information about how Phantom Spring Training's gone with the percussion staff. We don't really have a lot of close connections with that crew. But we've met a few of them occasionally throughout the years here and there. But knowing the pedigree of the people that took it over and running it, I'm very excited to see what happens. Pulled that up, so we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, but yeah, so Music City, I I look for them to continue on that momentum that they built last year. Um, then we had the Academy, which was just in a recent article, which was funny. Um, I saw on Facebook, like, the NFL of marching band, which, I mean great any any, any notoriety exposure, any, any exposure, notoriety and exposure yeah. we get is fantastic so we'll take it if you want to call us the marching band professional march band great 
Take it. We'll run I'm, with it. I would be lying if I said if people ask what drum corps is, I haven't used the analogy of it's professional marching band. 100%. For lack of a better way to put it. So 100%. everyone's probably done that at some point. 100. Uh, then in 15th were Madison Scouts uh, at the helm by our friend Ryan Ellis, who's mm-hmm. been on the podcast. I and think I think Matt Hahn does the, the front yes, ensemble there. Han Han runs the front. Um, but I and will you say... Know, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go first. Well, I was going to say, um, Ryan obviously also helms up Conexus mm-hmm. Indoor, which had their best placing year ever yep. in WGI. So I'm hoping that that crossover and correlation translates into the Madison Scouts, like bridging the gap with like indoor and outdoor and attracting some of that talent from indoor. I would like to, to where, know. Yeah. And somebody let us know in the comments if you do know through connections with Scouts, people marching there. Is there a member consistency between Connexus and Scouts? Like, could some of the Connexus battery members or front it ma- members? It would make sense. I, I mean, it's it's Ryan Ellis and Matt Hahn at Connexus. Scouts, it, Michigan's not super far from Ho- Ohio at all. It would oh, make no. perfect sense that some of those kids would go march Scouts. And was last season Ryan and Matt's first season at Scouts? Was that their for inaugural year? I. Uh, maybe competitively. I I feel like they did probably they do the also weird did the COVID season? year. Yeah. Um, so, but probably competitively, yes. I feel so, like that was accurate. I think they will build off of a foundation they established last year, knowing those two individuals, and seeing the season that Connexus just had in the winter. And there has to be some kind of member holdover. Some of the kids in the battery, some of the kids in the front, have to have gone to scouts just from a from a staff continuity standpoint. And For sure. I think you will see scouts be better than last season. I think they will. I th- I think they will be by the eyes and ears test better. And also, I think the percussion will finish better competitively. That's my prediction for that group. Nice. I yeah, I don't disagree there. Um, moving up to fourteenth, we had Blue Knights, which is under the direction now of Jeff Ostamore, who is a prominent and prolific DCI judge. Um, I've well, watched his interview. He can't judge anymore, right? Yeah, well, no, he can't judge anymore <laughs> now that he's freaking writing and arranging. But um, obviously he knows the activity super well. Uh, I watched a lot of his interview that he did with Robert Martinez and George mm-hmm. Collins on the Drum Corps Coffee Shop. Go check that if out you if you haven't checked that out. Go watch the interview with Jeff Osdemore. Just seems like a super intelligent and down-to-earth guy who's like, in love with the activity actually seemed like he found it pretty late like didn't wasn't grown up and like immersed in dci as a young percussionist but found it as a a musician later and was just like yo what is this so that's always an interesting backstory but so blue knights will definitely have a different feel and a different vibe this year um and it's really hard to kind of predict and place what they might be just because it's it's, a question mark yeah it's a question mark and when you jeff Jeff has had some experience arranging with Blue Knights and I think in drum corps prior, but I mean, evolution is evolution and it's it's probably going to be different. For sure. But, and also it's furthermore, it's a big question mark because whenever there's any complete changing of a staff, you might know what the history that staff has, but the tech staff combination is going to be different than the past groups. The membership is obviously going to be different. Recruiting is going to be a little wonky the first season because a lot of people might be hesitant. Like, we don't know what this is going to be like. We don't know what this new staff is going to try to do. So I'm not going to go audition there. Like, I know Phantom ran into some of that from what I heard through the grapevine with just like sheer numbers at auditions. And so 
you're I guarantee BK probably ran into some of that as well. So it's gonna be I will take what I will be I'm going in optimistic and whatever they end up being is what they'll end up being, obviously. I know that's a very duh statement, but there's no way to know ahead of time. Unless you're on that staff and you've been at spring training and have or have intimate contact with those there, nobody has any idea. We'll have to wait for the first show, see how clean they are coming out, what the arranging is. There's no way to know, really. For sure. Uh, moving up the list from 14 to 13, we had Crossman last year, just barely out of finals. Um, we were big Crossman fans. Yeah, we we did the interview or the podcast with Lee Bettis, mm-hmm. who is still arranging for the Crossman and wanted to keep that relationship. And it, it seemed like they had retained some of their core membership there as far as uh, section leaders and stuff like that go in the percussion section. So... I'm sure I did not, I did not know that actually that they because a lot of like that tier that like range of finishing groups has a lot of the problem of oh I got my experience now now I'm going to try to go to cavies now I'm well gonna I go know to a couple like go. I know a couple of the kids in the snare line that I recognize from last year are still in there this year based good for on them some, that uh, that speaks to the culture they built that summer that yeah, speaks to the on, experience they gave. Those I saw kids. like a video of like a rolls exercise I'm like oh I recognize that person I recognize mm-hmm. that person like oh they they came back. Um, and I think they they probably retained a lot of the staff, it seemed like, based off the the website. I tried to do my due diligence. And that's what you there, want. So. Like I said, it's 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 always awesome when you see a group do that in that finishing range of groups. Cause like I said, you march one of those groups, you're gonna get a lot better that summer, a whole lot better, and probably be the caliber of player at the end to be able to make the jump to a top six percussion section or top eight or 12 or whatever, depending on where you are. But when you see a bunch of kids come back like that to a group in that area of finishing, good job by the For staff. Sure. Amazing For job sure. by the staff. Clearly they gave those kids a good summer and um, they, they had a great time. So I, I'm very excited for the Crossman. In uh, the last finals placement we have at 12th, the Troopers. Now, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Um, there's a lot of hype around the Troopers, and rightfully so. Every you staff. Know, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my receipts on blast here real quick, <laughs> and I'm not going to blow anybody up. But we've been on this podcast before saying, like, you know, Troopers, there's a lot of lineage between the Troopers staff and the way their pedagogy, the way they teach with Santa Clara Vanguard and the Paul Rennick staff and Lauren Teal and her crew who does a phenomenal job. But there have also been a plethora of members that go from Troopers to Vanguard. They get some experience like, oh, I want to go March Vanguard. It's probably a little more competitive. It is what it is. And I had a number of people message me like, oh, we we love Troopers. We're not just a stepping stone. Never said that. You're absolutely not. 100% not a stepping stone. But I did take screenshots of all your Instagram profiles and see where it said Troopers 2020, Vanguard 2022, or Troopers, like, you, you put me on blast saying, like, I can't believe you said this about us, like, that we would leave. And, and then you did leave, and you went March Vanguard. So that's fine. Look, no shame. Everyone do knows. Not, do not shame you at all. It, But since Vanguard is not coming out, I think that Troopers, and this is my just guess, probably retained a great deal of talent 
of kids that may have tested the waters at Vanguard if it had been an option. And I bet there's some kids that might have marched Vanguard last summer that didn't age out that wanted to march in that same system. That may, I, Again, we do not know. This is pure speculation. We haven't talked to Lauren anytime in the recent history or anybody on that staff. We have no connections. But I would guess maybe some Vanguard kids went to Troopers for the summer. Yeah, but I saved those receipts. You want to talk crap? I'm like, oh, we don't do this. I'm like, that's fine. Just make your bed and lie in it. And you know what? <laughs> We're going to watch Troopers all summer and going to love it. Like we have yeah. the last like oh. three seasons. If Heck not, yeah. as long as Lauren and team have been there. I bet you they come out hella prepared. Oh, yeah. And so. they're at that Mason show. We're going to get, we're going to see yeah. them live in person in the lot. We're going to upload lot videos. We're going to have lot videos of all four or five of those groups that are at that show. That yeah. So Mike out. and I plan on going to the, the Mason, Ohio show on July 5th, which, uh, let me scroll up here. No, that's the Midwest premiere. Let's Cincinnati. All right. So we got. Columbus Saints, Cincinnati Tradition, Music City, Drama Bugle Corps. Mm-hmm. Then in the back half of the show, we have Troopers, Crown, Boston, and Bluecoats. So we're going to get to see these groups in person. That's July 5th, pretty early season, and I am ready for it. I, July 5th is marked on my calendar, and I can't freaking wait. So, so yeah. It's gonna be great. Uh, Troopers, yep, gonna be gonna be good. Gonna be gonna be better than last year, and they've been good the last few seasons. It's just is what it is. In the eleventh spot, Colts from last year. I bet Colts hoping retained to see them. them, dude. I bet, yeah. I'm I'm anxious to see the Colts. I, I, I feel like they probably retained and like I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was we said it about Crossman that you've already seen images and videos that Crossman <laughs> retained members. I bet the Colts retained a good amount of members from their battery too. And again, speculation. Don't have any connection to the Colts ensemble percussion staff section. No clue. But no, it was just super solid last year. It was year. just a good summer. You could listen to them play. That like the kids probably enjoyed what they were doing. I would imagine they probably expanded on the variety and vocabulary vocabulary as far as the content uh, perspective goes. Um, I know I had one kid from the Colts message the Instagram already like. Dude, we're we're coming out. We're we're gonna be on fire. And I'm like, yeah, can't wait to see it. Um, so I think that was a Warhead kid, actually, uh, Ryan hmm. Carr. Um, so looking forward to seeing those guys. Um, the Silk Road, I believe, was their show last year, which was just it was a solid production. They played really well. The consistency was. They didn't try to do too much. Yeah. They yeah. did not try to do too much. I feel like they wrote and designed very well for their talent level and experience level and it it paid off they had a great season so good for them i think you will see them similar to how crossman will build from last season scouts i think will build off the foundation last year i think you're going to have again that staff holdover and colts will also fall into that camp of a group that will be better than historically have been on the aggregate for the past like five six years all right mac text me back so we'll get to that in a second um uh, Stay tuned, Man- folks. Yeah, in the 10 spot, we had the Mandarins, which our guy over there, Monarch Percussion, doing the things. They have that correlation and between... And TJ's there now, too, consulting. Yeah. <laughs> TJ so... Choquette, the troll himself. Yeah, TJ, uh, <laughs> he's as a consultant now, with... Uh, I know you didn't forget the other consultant they had, right? Who, what am I forgetting? Dude, you're forgetting the ultimate... <laughs> 
I'm going to kick myself when you say this, because now I'm remembering it, we talked about it a lot when it was announced. Dude, Jim Casella. That's what... Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I completely space cadetted on that and forgot that was a thing. Which are, which Ben Piles, who does so, the arranging uh, at Monarch. <laughs> consulting, when you have consult, like, like Tom Monks is a consultant at Music City and a consultant at Cavaliers this summer. Like how, in, how much are they going to be around? Are they giving feedback on videos? Are they actually going to rehearsal and like helping an ensemble? Like I don't, and obviously consultant is a broad definition of, of a staff position are you even a staff member at that point like you are but every consultant with a group probably has different reasons for being there different levels of involvement so we really don't know like there have been groups that have had certain people on as consultants and then you talk to we've known the staff there and you've talked to him be like yeah he it wasn't really a thing like he wasn't really involved like it didn't it was talked about preseason it was announced and then so you never really know. Like, I would argue sometimes they use, do stuff like that as like recruiting techniques. Just like, oh hey, this big name's going to be here. I'm not saying that's happening with anybody, but yeah, who knows? So the Mandarin's crew, obviously, they're just continuing their continuity there um, with Ben. TJ's coming in, which TJ probably brings a little bit different perspective, and I'm not sure how much I'll be involved and how much. Jim Casella will be involved, but it it never hurts to have more eyes and a ears dude and like brains. Jim Casella as a oh, yeah. as just somebody a, a sounding board. Like there's hey, no what do you think there's of no world where that's a negative. There's no world where having him involved in any capacity can negatively impact what you're doing. Jim Casella is probably one of my favorite arrangers of DCI, like of my lifetime. That I, like, have we yeah. reacted to any of his stuff? Yeah, not, yeah, we for need sure. Oh four, oh three, something, somewhere in there. Yeah, oh four, oh four, oh oh four, Vanguard. Yeah, we did do that. Okay, my bad. Um, we should do some of his cavi stuff if we haven't yet. We have not done a lot of it. Like oh yeah. six to we should eleven. No, oh six no. to Mac nine. was eleven and ten. Nine yeah. was where he stopped. Nine was where he stopped because uh, so yeah. in ninth in ninth place, Phantom Regiment, who has a complete overhaul in the uh, the staffing there. And Matt Penland and the crew who were at Music City Drum and Bugle Corps who did magnificent things. Mm -hmm. But also Matt Penland is an alumni of Phantom, so works out really well. He is a student of Paul Rennick, and he was there at, I want to say from 09 and 2010 Hasn't he worked with Travis and Dan at GMU? He has also worked with Travis and Dan at GMU, yep, for sure. I'm going with that was... I don't think you're just going to see, like, Riddick Phantom. I think no, he's got no, no, influences no, no, no. and styles from other people and arrangers and methodologies. I do not expect Phantom to be like, oh, like, obviously there's a similarity with how the troopers approach it to how Vanguard approaches it. I do not think you're going to see another group that just fits right into that. I think they're going to be their own thing, their own vibe, their own staff, their own approach. And Completely agree. Again, I said it before earlier tonight. I do think I'm I'm very excited to see what happens there, what approach they take, the arranging, the the technique, all that stuff. I'm very very curious. So yeah, um, 
in eighth place from last year as a core, the Cavaliers, which, mm-hmm. dude, the Cavaliers right now, <laughs> I feel like have like the dream team of percussion oh, staff. Their staff is kind of nuts. <laughs> when you look at the whole thing on paper, it's wild. And when we play this clip that we just got the green light, did we, we get, did the, green get light? the green light? When we yeah, play we this did. clip that was sent to us, uh, can we say who sent it to us? Uh, just say we got it sent to us. We got the clip sent to us from somebody. Yeah. Uh, um, of them tracking the battery one day uh, during spring training, and they're going to be very good. Dude, there's a few things about this clip that stand out to me. Number one, um, obviously the clarity is pretty pretty significant for how early it is. Um, Second, the tuning of the battery. Like, even though they're in a stack of... Even though they're in a stack of tracking, like, you can hear every section, and I completely appreciate the fact that I can hear the mid-voice and the tenor uh, because all too often I complain about the tenor voice being lost because it's tuned too low and you just can't hear it. It gets lost in the bass voice. Completely hear it. And just the bass tuning in this too is just Go watch the Cadets 3 reaction we just announced if you want to so. hear some full, full-bodied quads. All right. So you, uh, are you down? I, right. I got it. So all right. you, it might be choppy for you, but you've heard it a bunch of times. So this yeah, is I've like a it, so. 20-something second, 30-second thing. So we'll shut up and play it. And it's it's cool. So I really hope the bass and quad voice ca- came through, and I won't know till I go back and edit this before yeah. we upload it. The and snare it, voice definitely cut through, but I know like people can't see it, like like you and I can, but that like bass run oh, into yeah. the back stick Dude, snare drum section, roll. and then that freaking long spock roll in the tenor is just it's so cool. And I mean, we have. I mean, we get hyped up. People, people from a lot of these different cores send us things, and they're like hyping it up and like. But this one, this one has me pretty juiced. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very. I feel like the Cavaliers as a whole whole core last season kind of got kicked in the nuts by illness, and they because of COVID and stuff. Like they lost not so only much COVID, rehearsal. but they lost one of the rights to the the yeah, pieces they, they wanted to do and they did a complete well i won't say complete but they did a big overhaul for the core they brought back richard saucedo to arrange the music which richard saucedo was the man like the early 2000s when he mm-hmm. wrote for the cavaliers and they won championship after championship after championship um and a lot of the stuff they hear that i hear about that that core is just very very positive so they're probably the core I'm looking forward to to seeing the most, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, so. I think they're the ones that I'm I'm excited to see. We've all seen a little bit of Crown at this point. I'm curious to see it live, the percussion and the whole package. Um, I'm curious to see, obviously, BD is always going to be BD every year, but we'll get to that. I mean, yeah, I'm very we'll hyped to see Cavies is my point. Uh, in seventh place overall was Blue Stars. I don't really know much about what's going on there, to be honest. Is it the same staff, right? I think it's the same uh, staff, right? No, I don't think. I think Rick left. What? 
Uh, I'm pretty sure Rick Barkley left, and there was Hold another the dude that took over. So Googling, Googling right now. Um, I am almost 99% sure that Rick Barkley Isn't it left. a young guy that took over, I feel like I remember talking about? Um, like, Blue Star staff, let's see. Maybe another guy that has to do with RCC, uh, percussion staff, staff blog. Uh, Greg I've Powers. Whole, Greg Powers. It's a young guy. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a pretty young guy. Um, um, medical health. Who else uh, we got? Nick RC, which Nick is. I mean, everything I've heard from Dean and Nick is just the freaking man. So yeah. we need to talk to him on here. By the way, at some point, um, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, so it'll it'll be different. I just I just don't really know anything about what's going to happen there, so I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go. I actually don't know it. how young Greg Power is after looking at the photo. Uh, I think he marched blue coats. I don't know. Anyway. Moving on, uh, sixth place from last year, Cadets. Um, Cadets had a pretty massive overhaul as well. They... I'd say, with some level of continuity, despite who took over. Like, I think actually considering a lot of the tech staff stayed. Like, almost yeah. a majority Lee of the told tech us staff that stayed. in January. Go listen to yeah. the Lee Bettis podcast if you want info, early season stuff about Cadets. But I think Lee said they did retain a good majority of the tech staff from last year. Which is cool. So... Lee is there, which Lee is, he has a lot of lineage with the cadets. He marched there. He taught there. Um, Travis His Peterman. is the most uh, similar to Unk's writing of anybody in the game right now. So it oh, makes sense from a sure. continuity standpoint to do Lee. Travis Tom Peterman Lee. is there, which Travis taught with cadets percussion two and cadets winter percussion. Also, James Sparling is there, which James taught there with uh, Colin Bet yep. or Colin McNutt yep. when he was there and won drum trophies. And I think they retained the, Jake Gall was still there, and a lot of the Andy uh, Warts is still there doing the bass stuff. Um, yeah, I I've seen a pretty healthy amount of cadet stuff. Just um, I'm not gonna throw any, anyone under the bus, but I do have a former student that I taught at the high school I teach who's in the drum line. So like between his parents and the people that I know that are on staff. They've sent me a pretty healthy amount of videos, and I've seen him. The Cadets musical package is gonna be, it's gonna be Good. a fun one. It's gonna be real cool. It's gonna be fun. It'll be very fun to watch and well listen to musically. Uh, yeah. We'll see what the visual stuff ends up looking like and how they do that. But they're gonna play some stuff. They're gonna put mm -hmm. the percussion section front and forward. Like, yeah, it'll be yep. it'll be good. So I'm anxious yep. to see that. Um, moving on through number five, we have a core that's not coming out this year. Wah, wah, wah. Moving on to number four. Number four <laughs> from last year, we had Carolina Crown, who is probably experiencing the biggest change of any group this you, year. You couldn't put two percussion staff's approaches on the spectrum of percussion staff approaches and not have them be more farther apart on how they <laughs> approach playing the drum writing the battery music and front music. Well, I don't really know about the front music, but I would assume the battery music and approach is so different. The front approach is probably extremely different. You know, you went from the Dan Shack, Travis Peterman crew. Now you've got Tom Mike Hannum. Jackson. Um, yeah, Hannum was there with Travis and Dan. You not do the Mike Jackson approach, that West Kevin Coast, Shaw. Um, uh, Broken City, uh, Vista Marietta kind of approach. Kevin Shaw, Jared Andrews running the battery. Um there's there's some stuff out there from their preview show. We've seen things. Um, it's 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 very blue nights. It's very blue nights from when Mike was there. It's very broken yeah. city. It's we haven't seen the whole book. Well, was the whole that clip wasn't the whole book. The what they put on Facebook. It was a lot of the book. <laughs> it was a lot of it. But all I'm saying is, I was surprised 
So, uh, okay. I, w- I thought Mike would go a different direction from what he typically has traditionally done. And I haven't seen enough to say whether he has done that to an extent. What I have seen is similar to what you expect from Mike Jackson. Whether that's good or bad, that's subjective. Whether you're a Mike Jackson fan, I like what he does for the most part. Others have their opinions. Some do, some don't. Oh, I feel like he's pretty polarizing, his approach nowadays, like in talking to people and everything. But I've, I'm typically a fan. But I will say, I've seen a small snippet on the field with the whole package. And it fits better than I thought it would. And obviously, Mike's good at what he does. It's not going to not fit. But I'll for sure be anxious to see them in person on July 5th mm-hmm. in Ohio mm-hmm. when we go to that show. Yep. Um, the it, feels very, it feels very similar to BK. Like, if you ever wondered what a Blue Knights drum book, percussion book, would feel like with a crown horn line, like, you pretty much have it now. Like, it works better than I thought it would. I was very um, skeptical that it, if, if the approach wasn't changed from the percussion staff's perspective, from an arranging standpoint, it might kind of clash with how Crown's brass arranging works. But it works, to their credit, way better than I expected it to. So Debatable. From what I've seen um, so far. We'll see. I, I still... The verdict is out. They're going to be... I, th- I feel like that's an ensemble that's going to be a late bloomer for sure. Could be. Yep. I could see like, that being the case because I know there's some I don't, I don't inexperience even say, like, or younger members. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. It, it's, just a lot of cha- it's just a lot of change. Like, yep. There's probably a lot of members. Like I know, like for me, I marched two years at Crown. Like I know exactly what Crown training looks like in the spring. Like, I could go there and step right into it. Like, I know what it's going to look like. I know how you're going to wake up. I know where you're going to sleep. I know what the feels look like. I know where you're going to go for percussion ensemble. I know where you're going to go to full ensemble. And a lot of that stuff just takes getting used to when there's such a huge changeover because mm-hmm. if growing you have a pains. lot of new It's members, growing pains. When you have new staffs working together that haven't worked together, there's going to be growing yeah. pains. So seeing a lot of the early season content, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to judge this. No. I, I'm going to wait. Yep. Let's just wait. We've seen so. one one lot very early season, not I guess end of spring training, not even fall, not even like the end a of week spring and a training. half. And really, and the and earliest half, group to put out content they are. <laughs> really? And so we can't. And just like with the indoor season, when we did the reaction videos there earlier season, we're not going to talk about clarity. Yeah, it's too early. Everyone's got dirt. We're not going to talk grace. about how. Now, if a group comes out super clean, we're going to talk about that. But yeah. if you've got dirt, like. Everyone's dirty in June. Almost everyone's dirty Almost in June. Everyone. Like, we're not going to pass judgment on anybody for that and say, oh, they're going to be terrible or they suck. It's like, no, no. It's a long no. drum course season. You, you get a lot better throughout a season. I mean, I, I'm. The jury is out. We will see what happens with the crown thing once we see the show live. Um, from what I have seen, like I said, to wrap this crown discussion up. The combination works. It sounds better from an arrangement standpoint. And again, Mike and staff are good at what they do. It, it wasn't not going to sound good, but I was just more curious than anything about how it would combine together. And so far, we'll see how clean they get. So, who we got? Right, who was third? Rounding out. Uh, well, last year for our top three, we had a tie for second, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Uh, but Boston Crusaders were in third, second tiebreaker. Um 
they're doing their show like was it the white whale um yep which they have recently released some uniforms uh concepts and stuff they've done their music in the parks so i have every anticipation that boston's gonna come out swinging it seems like they probably benefited the most i would say probably I would say probably Boston and Cavaliers benefited the most from some of these staff changeovers this summer because Boston was able to acquire some kids that were members of Crown's Battery and Front Ensemble. Uh, who were I know just, the front for sure. Yeah, the front for sure. Got a lot of and Crown front members. Also, I know a kid in the snare line who was in Crown and GMU who went over to Boston. So they were, they were probably able to retain slash acquire the most – uh veteran members from last summer they're, so they're gonna be a drum, to them they're gonna be a drum trophy contender again and the core is gonna be a contender for a gold medal what wh- where and, they'll finish i don't know nobody's no way to know but they will be at the top of the pack and i will say from what we've seen from boston the vic firth learned the music videos like you mentioned all that stuff here's my take on things at this point they're very clean again early just like they were last year the adjustments, I think, that were made, because one of the criticisms last summer was the front ensemble content. The content wasn't there to win the Sanford, was the argument we heard over and over and over again, despite the battery playing just, some crazy for stuff. For sure, really well. at least, like, the design exposure. Yes, exposure was, was part not, of it. Was not there. From what we've seen, what it seems like happened was, because we know also down the stretch, for the battery at Boston, consistency consistency day in and day out towards the end was a little much a little bit of a the risk in the book the difficulty of the book like maintaining that level of clarity with that book it was definitely high risk high reward exactly like so what i think happened was colin's approach was again speculation my outsider's viewpoint watching videos we've seen so far he toned down the difficulty dial a smidge in the battery book they're going to be the same level of clean. It's still hard. It's still got content enough content to win the drum trophy if they pull it off. But the dial being toned down a smidge will allow for increased consistency throughout the whole season in terms of clarity standpoint. And I think they beefed up the front's exposure and content. I Agreed. think it's clear even from Agreed. my and I think the talent level naive from brain. S- I think the talent level from some of those sexual sections, the the quads, uh, the front, the woods, the mallet or the metals, like I think that increased substantially. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. some of the deficiencies and issues that were there last year that showed themselves by the end of the season, they've made the adjustments to set themselves up to win if the puzzle pieces fit together properly throughout the season. So yeah. They're going to be great. They're going to be top three, top four, probably percussion sections again. I'll be shocked if they're not from what I've seen. Um, yeah, they're going to be good. And in second place, we had our, uh, reigning Fred Sanford champions, the blue coats from Canton, Ohio, who like to, for some reason, rename, re- remain anonymous, remain. Anonymous. Yeah. They're not announcing their show until the first show day, which I, okay. Is this the time for this tirade? You and I <laughs> yeah, have talked let's about this. Go, let's go. So many times, nobody like, it's not, that, it's not that big of a deal. Even people that we know that like teach there, like, oh, we can't, we can't tell you. I'm like, okay. Like, it is n- like what your show is waiting Which... to announce it. Nobody, okay, I won't say nobody because I try to avoid absolute statements, but 
there aren't a ton of people sitting there waiting with bated breath, just like, what's the Blue Coat show? I have to know. Like, it, it's just not that big of a deal. We know which we know a ton of other shows already. Which just say, tell people it's not going to help you competitively. But again, to I will their say own, I don't know the approach. title, but I know no. the thematics of it. Well, we're not going to say any of that. So, and because if you tell your members at all, or you tell your staff at all, they're going to tell their friends, and they're going to tell their family, and they're going to tell other people. So, like, it just doesn't make sense to play this whole waiting game of, like, we're not going to tell, we're not going to tell, we're not going to tell. Like, just tell why? us. Why not? We're all going to find out in 10 days. Just let, just let the days, cat out of the bag. The just is. tell everybody. It let is the not hype that begin. big of a deal. It is let not all, that big of a deal. Let all the rumors and the theories and, like, the whatever, the rumor mill just, like, chug away. Like, go for it. The only argument to play devil's advocate that I could see for waiting is if you want to leave the option open in case things in spring training don't come together as you thought they were going to. And that's not, I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying that's, I'm playing devil's advocate, a hypothetical situation. That does not happen for a group like the Bluecoats. It probably doesn't, but I'm saying in a world, this might be one of the justifications of, well, what if we're waiting on the rights to this one piece? And if we don't get it, then we have to kind of rebrand the show a little bit and use this other piece and alter it in some way. That's the only world where I could see where it would matter. Like, Thumbs down. (laughs) That's fine. Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate because it's a podcast. But anyway, all right. So blue coats, uh, they're going to be good. And I refuse to sleep on them. We slept on them last year and they won the Sanford. I refuse this year. Like I said it last year, like I was talking to Joe Woody and Tom Gasparini in the lot. And they were like, how'd you like miss us? And I was like, you know, we didn't really miss you, but we just said consistently like, yeah, they're one of the top groups, but we never thought – the hype and focus was on Boston, how good's Blue Devil's going to be, all these things. And you just kind of steadily, just they played the game, did the right things every day, and got better and better and better and better. And then before you knew it, they won the Sanford, which is, as a Lucos alum, I freaking love it. But I will not make that mistake this year from a coverage standpoint of just taking a group for granted, like, oh, they're there. They're the top I three. Will say, I will say, if there was one group that did not want to see Mike Jackson return the most, it was probably the Bluecoats. What do you mean? Because in his absence of writing for Outdoor, Tom Rarick and Roger Carter and the Bluecoat staff did not have to fight for the Broken City kids. But Oh, I see what you're doing. I since see what you're saying. Mike Jackson and Kevin Shaw are back in the game, it probably would have... Uh, diminished a little bit the talent that they would have drawn there would have been some kids that it if mike jackson and kevin shaw were not involved in the game would not have gone to crown they probably would have gone to blue coats because i would point to that roger carter connection the the redhead kid that's a center at crown this summer he he marched mandarins last summer he was in broken city snare line this past winter i bet he goes to blue coats if mike's not at a group and there was also a tenor player in crown who maybe goes to Bluecoats if he doesn't march crown. So they they were probably the group that benefited the least of the Mike Jackson yeah, return. I don't think it's going to affect their competitive standing, no, no, no. no. I don't, they're but, still going to be good. I don't think it's enough of a – but I, it's, I hadn't thought about that before, honestly, in sense of – It is a thing. Yeah, if Mike Jackson's not there, all the Broken City kids are probably going to go to Bluecoats or Blue Devils, one of those two. But They're at least divided between two cores instead of three. 
Yes. You, so. I, well, you already pointed out this quad player, the center snare at Crown, was, was Mandarin's last summer, Broken City this past winter, and is now at Crown Tapping. He probably would have gone to Blue Coats or BD. Yeah, so, I mean... Blue coats are not hard up for talent. Let's no, be, let's be not certain. at all. They're but, they're, they're stacked. I mean, they have been stacked every year. It's the just staff an is observation. Phenomenal. The the history of the, the progression section does the recruiting for itself. That I just hadn't thought about that. Interesting. Yeah, point. it's just an observation. And then that's what uh, we call that's what we call podcast content, right there, everybody. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then in first place overall, our reigning DCI champions, the Blue Devils, who. Probably have um, the most <laughs> retention of green members from last year because they had a lot of green green members. Oh, yeah. And Very green battery. I've seen a, a few early season clips of them, which early season clips of the Blue you Devils can't, are... You can't read into it. You just it's can't. just like you might as well not even watch it. Nope. Because you're going to see it a week later, and it's going to be a totally different ballgame. And you're going to see it a month later, and you're going to be like... Totally different ballgame. Oh, shit. I thought this was the B core, <laughs> but yeah. this is the A core. Like, it's it's just completely different. They, the way that they approach the activity, and they the way they approach themselves. the season, the way they, they pace, pace themselves. themselves. Yeah. That's, gr- that's a great point. The way they pace themselves is just completely an anomaly from the rest of... They have it figured out. Yeah. They have it figured out of when to do what and when to focus on what throughout the length of a 90-day, well, 60-day, whatever the hell length whatever tour is. is. Whatever the summer is now. I think ours um, was 82 days one year. So Ours was mid. Both yeah. summers I did were mid-80s, counting spring training, obviously. I bet it's probably the same still. Every core moved in almost the same time they always do. Pretty Just much, yeah. Less shows. Um. But yeah, BD's going to be, I'll make a prediction. I haven't seen anything. You said you saw one tiny little clip um, somewhere. I don't even remember where you said you saw it. But uh, I saw a full like show clip, and then I saw like one terrible lot clip. That I say terrible from a quality standpoint, and I mean terrible as like... A video quality standpoint. Like, I don't understand how people in 2023 are recording in terrible quality, like... I, I just don't understand. Like I don't know. You and I video quality wasn't great, and our video quality now on the podcast could probably still be better with better cameras. So I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Re- <laughs> I get what you're my, saying. My iPhone recording yes. is better. Than Everybody's this. got one of these, and if your iPhone is like 12 or newer, you can probably take a pretty baller video to put on YouTube for sure. Um, so, I, my the, predi- lot, BD, the lot clip I saw was. Well, I'm I'm not even gonna talk about it. Again, we, we're not going to talk super a lot about clarity. Even when the season starts and all the lot videos roll out and start showing up on on the YouTubes, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about arranging. But I will say my prediction is BD is going to start out dirty and they're going to be in the top three by the end of the season. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of just the world we live in and how BD's been for all of time of modern drum corps and probably even pat before modern drum corps. Also, if there is one group that adheres to judge critique the most, it's the Blue Devils. I mean, we've talked to people on here. We talked to Rudy. We talked to Scott at this point, And they're like, yeah, like Jeff Brooks suggested this thing. And we said, oh, that's like actually a really good idea. Let's do that. And then Jeff called it out the next critique they had with him because he was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it was a good idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. They they know they know they, what they're they doing. know what they're doing they they understand 
how to pace things, approach things, do it the right way. They're going to come out kind of dirty. Everyone's going on the internet's like, God, have you seen how bad Freak BD out. is? And then three weeks later, it's going to be like, oh, they're like night and day better. And then two more weeks later, it's like, holy crap, they're in second place. Also, I think people forget that they have a world-class instructional staff. Well, every... I don't think anybody forgets every that. Every group has a world-class instructional staff, but the... The continuity that the Blue Devils have is unrivaled. Oh, for sure. Unrivaled. The season-to-season staff continuity so is just... And it, even it, if the techs are newer, all those techs, as Scott told us on here, system. they went through the BD system. So you have... Even if you have young blood coming in through the tech staff, like Rudy's been there forever. Scott's been there forever. You have a few others that have been there forever. And then you have Brandon, young techs. Oleander, the, you have young techs coming through. I don't know that his have name, been in the, but the kid, the kid who marched pulse quads and BD quads. I don't know his name. But Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they just went through the system. So, so the approach is going to be consistent no matter what tech is in front of you on tour at that part of the summer, no matter what, like, they know Rudy's how the there, Scott's operates. there, anyone. They're going to come out kind of dirty. They're going to be Anyone would three. be an idiot to count BD out of either a championship or a drop trophy. And so. you can go back and watch our reaction video from early season BD last year. We pretty much said it was bad. Yeah, like, we roasted them. We roasted <laughs> them. Sure. And then by the end of the season, we were like, so they get the most improved award for the summer because so. they're pretty good. Like, <laughs> never count them out. So... So. Dude, I'm freaking excited. Now I want I, I want it to be July 5th. Yeah. I don't want to work the next two weeks. I just want it to be July 5th, and I can go watch live drum corps again and take some We got a little bit of a holding pattern Soak here. it in. Just got to... Man, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have a 4th of July party the day before at my house and then go to May. You're getting back in town, right? Yeah, the I will the literally get off an airplane that morning of July 5th. Yeah, because we're meeting up there. So, we're not driving we'll, together. We'll we're just going to meet there. <laughs> yeah it's so. uh i'm excited man it's gonna be great we'll start seeing actual lot videos probably a week from now if you're at these shows again if you have an iphone 12 or newer just turn it sideways <laughs> even if you don't have a youtube channel landscape you mode. can send it to us and we'll upload it if you want or do it yourself make a if you have a gmail you have a youtube channel go point like, five. You gotta go point 0.5 zoom out point 0.5 for the andrew schultz fans <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it's been way longer than we thought this was going to be, 51 minutes and change. Um, I enjoyed it. This was a very spur of the moment, shoot from the hip. We didn't prep at all. We just said, let's just talk about shit. And so let us know what you think in the YouTube comments. Um, today we're recording is June 21st. This is probably, it's 10, almost 11. It's not going to be out tomorrow, the 22nd. It'll be out 23rd. We'll, we'll put it out Friday. Um yeah, just let us know what you think in the YouTube comments. If you're on a podcast service, head over to YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. And again, only about half of you are subscribed. Change that. Shame, Push shame. the button. And the like button. All that helps us. If you don't, that helps, helps us more than monetary donations. Just click the left mouse. All right, I'm done. I'm done begging for likes and crap. We love the viewership. We love doing this thing. We're stoked for this season. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Let's we go. will be back with our first reaction video of the season probably, hopefully, a week. We can change from now. So we'll see everybody then, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.